top notch. Oh, hello. Uh, hello and welcome. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, 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 hello. Um, we're here in our respective homes. One of them has central air, and one of us is wearing a sweatshirt, and one of us is sitting on the floor in a bra trying not to move because it's 98 degrees and not in the cool boy band way. Right. Uh, yeah. N- no Nick Lachey to be found. Where's I... my baby boy, Nick Lachey? We said this off air, but I'm prone to chilliness and I have central air and yeah, like I'm a bit cold. I'm wearing one of Caesar's sweaters. So what are you going to do about it? He does have that California pride. Do you want to hear a fun thing that I'm about to do right now? Is delete yes. a bunch of garage band files because I'm just now realizing my disk space is almost full. Oops. Oopsie. Application. Noise. Okay, so I just watched um, two movies, two completely different movies in the same day. Nice. But I watched Don John. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) That was like perfect timing. Um, Did you ever watch it? It was like in 2009. So it's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, he yeah, wrote and directed it. Maybe that does sound familiar, actually, now that you mention it. And I, at the time, I was like, this is stupid. Like, it was kind of, it was like, he's, like, it's not explicitly said, but he's, like, an Italian-American man who's, like, really into working out okay. and porn I and have, picking up chicks. I have seen this. The porn Italian man. Yeah, I remember this. It clicked But for then, you? like, he, like, meets an older woman or something, right? Yeah, Julianne yeah. Moore. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't like it, like, because I think I was in Sorry high school, Sorry if you maybe. heard all those trash sounds, by the way. <laughs> well, that's what it reminded me. That's why it reminded me, because, like, he watches porn and then makes the trash noise to, like, yes. do when he's, like, throwing his tissues in the trash can. I actually and think I, just... I liked this movie. Well, I didn't at the time, and then I rewatched it, and I was like, this is kind of, like, a perfect critique of, like, modern male misogyny and also like the hypocrisy of like Christians and like Catholics and like who are like abusing women on the weekends and calling them objects and then like going to church and confessing their sins and like and then it was um, uh Julianne Moore lives like on a farm or something right or no she just she's a like recent widow widow. yeah okay I remember Mm -hmm. this and then uh, Scarlett Johansson plays his, like, younger love interest, and it's also, but like, she's, like, white. hot but boring. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, a terrible person. And also, like, it's, yeah, like, a example that we don't get to see of, like, women buying into ma- toxic masculinity, where, like, yeah. she's, like, like, forcing him, like, reiterating these roles that he set himself into. Like, she's just, like, doubling down on them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're also, you don't treat me like a person, and you're not all a person to me. You're just, like, a masculine figurehead, basically. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I remember I like, liking I it. I hated this at the time, but now I've changed my mind. I, yeah, I remember liking it, which is weird for me, because I don't, Mike is kind of, I fuck it up. Last week we had Mike. Is Mike problems? Mike, uh, I did a test this week too, and um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do your favorite. I went. Frankie's a good girl. One, two, three. <laughs> Aww. Uh, but yes, welcome back to um, the cast, aka Poo Poo Pee Pee One Two Three, aka <laughs> Sue 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 Sue
spooky succubus cast. I think we've been here for four minutes and not said who we are. I kind of forgot what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we I just started talking. Are an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, pro-Marxist, anti-fascist, anti-imperialist, <clears throat> feminist podcast about horror movies, and I'm fine. Uh, and my name is Abby. Um, I'm, I'm I'm Rebecca, Rebecca. and we're name. here to talk about our. A first on the cast, and our first animated movie, um, 2009's Henry Selleck joint, uh, Coraline, based on the Neil Gaiman novel, which I've never read. Have you? No, but I really, uh, doing the, like, seriously two minutes of research I did right before we started recording. (laughs) I'm, like, opening up the trivia on IMDb as I'm pressing record. (laughs) Uh, I love Neil Gaiman. I've read, like, several of his works, but I've never read, uh, Coraline. You know, I've read... never read a Neil Gaiman book in my I'll, life. It's I'll send weird. you, um, one of the Sandmen, Sandman Chronicles. I didn't read them in order, and I don't necessarily, like, they make sense in order, but I also like them as individual pieces, yeah. and I have my favorites, and I have, there's one that is truly disturbing, that I don't, I don't think, think I can ever read again. Like, like the visuals, visuals. It, was, it was just like really disturbing. But uh, I'll send you my favorite. Sounds good. One. Send it via media mail so it's less expensive. I don't know what that means. It just but... means it goes like really slow. <laughs> it's how it's like extra snail mail. Audrey Williams, friend of the cast, uses media mail. Oh, should I not have said her whole name? Adam, bleep out Audrey's last name. I bet there are like. I, no offense, Audrey, but there's like a 100 million Audrey Williamses out there. Maybe, so maybe... she'll, uh, or maybe she'll make like a love connection, and someone will be like, some listener will be like, "Oh my god, I love a woman." What a beautiful uses, name. Who uses media mail? Uh, yeah. So, um, this movie's from 2009, which is really a head book because I feel like it came out yesterday. Yeah, it was like in high it feels like a recent, um. Sorry, I just got a text. Movie? I'm very popular. Thanks. Uh, it feels like it was a recent movie, but it's not. It's like 12 years old. <laughs> it's old. Yeah. And the novel Coraline, came out in 2002. Coraline would be drinking age right now if uh, she aged, you know, uh, if she was 11. Regular. If she Shut was up. a person. Yeah, if she was a <laughs> if... real person. Dakota Fanning, who voices her, is of drinking age. I really didn't, like, clock when I first saw this movie that she was doing, like, a total Midwestern accent, but it's so funny. Until the end. Until the very end, I was like, oh, yeah. But then Terry Hatcher and John Hodgman were not doing Midwestern accents. Okay, also, I had very clear this was John Hodgman when I saw it years ago. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why does that voice sound so familiar? I've never seen... So, this, like, Coraline lives in, like, the Mancia Brewer, like, meshed households in a weird, like, little platter. Because, the like, because I would take my nieces and nephews and they would stay the night with us all the time. And we would, like, watch movies and play video games and do all the fun shit. And... For some one time, they were still fairly young. 
they wanted they were like going through Netflix trying to find a movie and they picked Coraline and I was like I don't know it's kind of scary do you want to watch this yeah and then we got like five minutes into it and they were like no we can't watch this especially the middle one she was like this is too scary I'm scared whatever and she doesn't even like looking at some of my drawings which are I don't do like horror stuff they're just like sort of like disembodied heads and hands and stuff they like freak her out she's a bit of a scaredy cat but so that's so ever since then every time they come over to stay with me they're like let's watch Coraline because they want to like prove that they can get all the way through it so then now that's like every time and I hadn't they watch it every time yeah, or want to watch it every time. Aww. And I had never seen it all the way through, because then it's like, okay, I'll start it with them, and then I, like, want to do something else. No, so this is the first time I'd seen it. Wow. Whole thing. I cannot believe we're doing this together, even though it's, like, deep family lore for you. I know. Wowie, zowie. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah. <sighs> Just take a moment of Deep reflection. breath, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so the opening credits roll. We see spidery metal hands giving a button-eyed doll a makeover. Um, the animation's so pretty. Like, I forgot it's how pretty it is. Beautiful. beautiful. So well done. So the doll is turned into a little girl with a blue bob haircut and a yellow rain jacket. And then Spider Fingers finishes up with the doll and releases it out into the ether. <sighs> So then we see a moving truck pull into the Pink Palace apartments on a gray day. Um, it's Coraline and her family, and her dad only tips the movers one dollar. Uh, yeah, ru- uh, rude. What the hell? Um, so Cor- but they're struggling, I guess. But that is guess, it's not an excuse not to tip. You then move tip yourselves. The movers, yeah. So Coraline is the blue-haired raincoat child, and she heads out to explore her new yard. Um, she's on a little walk and she's interrupted by neighbor YB who helps her find this old well she's looking for. He then says he's surprised his grandmother let Coraline's family move in since she doesn't typically rent to people with kids. And she's like, why? And he's like, I can't talk about it. So we're like, intriguing. Mm. Back at the apartment, Coraline is trying to talk to her mom who's distracted by this hot upcoming deadline on her gardening catalog. Uh, her parents write, oh, yeah, her parents write about gardening, and her mom has a neck brace, which is, like, my favorite detail in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand, like, does she have scoliosis? Is it a, con- does she no, just they like got it? it? Is it a accident. comfort thing? She says, like, the accident. Oh. Yeah. And oh, my God. Coraline I'm stupid. Says, I n- <laughs> that never clicked for me. You just were like, I guess Ow. she's got a neck brace on. Yeah. Well, at, first, at first I thought it was a turtleneck. Part of the sweater, yeah. Wild and crazy. I don't, I don't know. I like, I get that, you know, Coraline's like an only child and she's sad. But she's also kind of annoying. Like, she's annoying. She's 10-ish. She's 11. Who wants like, to hang out with their parents when they're 11? Yeah, go entertain yourself, Of child. course, my like, parents were emotionally abusing and neglecting me, but, so I couldn't have hung out with them if I wanted to, but it didn't occur to me to want to hang out with them. And they're like, it's the middle of a work day, and they're like, "I'm kid, fuck off. Like, I have stuff to do. We just moved. We got in a car accident. We don't have any money. Like, like we don't we, eat. We have, we have, like, three tortillas left in the fridge that we have to survive on. 
for a week. Like, come on. Like, go to the garden and fuck off. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, get a but, grip. They could have been gentler about it, but I bet Coraline's. I know. Saying I don't have time for you is pretty mean, but, um, you know, live, laugh, love, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't apply here. Whatever. Who knows? So, YB, the neighbor, left Coraline a doll that looks just like her. Spooky. Uh, she goes to find her dad, and he's like, no, I'm gardening writing. And so he tells Coraline to explore the house. In the living room, Coraline finds um, a little door that she's led to by the Coraline doll because she puts it down and it reappears over by the little small door. Um, She begs her mom to, like, open it for her. So her mom finds the skeleton key with a button on the end and they open the door, but it's just bricks behind it. That night, Caroline wakes up to a little jumping mouse under her bed, which she follows downstairs to the door where she finds a trippy blue tunnel behind it instead of bricks. She heads on through to another version of her house. In the kitchen, a mom doppelganger with button eyes is cooking. She says she's Coraline's other mother, and her other father is in the study and to go get him for dinner. Uh, And then her other father sings the greatest song of all time, a true banger. um, Which is really it scared me. I didn't like it. What the pianos? it's because it's by john linnell from they might be giants um if you know anything about they might be giants that's probably adding up for you um well i thought we were going to talk about how good this song is but i guess i don't i don't it was like the glove hands i something about it i was like this freaks me out i don't know it's my favorite i was disturbed (laughs) okay so they head down to dinner the food looks really good i really wanted to eat that corn on the cob in my notes, I was like, I love animated food. It always looks so good. Sarah, I, like, splashed my high noon down. I was so <laughs> excited to talk about it. Um, I used to follow this Instagram account. Maybe they just haven't posted in a while. But it was, like, Studio Ghibli food. Like, food for Miyazaki movies. Because it always yeah. looks so good. Like, when they're making ramen or when you see, like, like a dumpling. dumpling. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, ah, I want it. But, yeah, animated food always <laughs> makes me hungry. It's like in Jumanji when they're eating the pretend food. Like, I always wanted to eat it, so, like, I... Isn't that a hook? Oh, what did I say? Jumanji? Jumanji. Different Robin Williams movie. They're all the same. They ex- they take up the same space in yeah, my brain. Yeah, it's, like, definitely the same storage unit in your brain. So, mm-hmm. where are we? La, la, la. Um, okay, then Other Mother gives Coraline a cake that says, Welcome home! And tells her that they've been waiting for her. Coraline is skeptical, but heads to bed in her other bedroom, where she falls asleep and wakes back up in her regular bedroom. Um, oh, and she got poison oak at some point. I forgot to tell. Is that important? I don't know. She got poison oak, and then the other mother put, like, this clay shit on it to make it go away. So she goes down to see if the tunnel is still there, but the door is bricked over. And then she tells her parents about the dream. And her mom's like, oh, you're crazy. Go tell it to these other crazy people. Mrs. Fink <laughs> and Forcible. I think I texted you this, but they are peak comedy. I love them so much. I'm in love with them, yeah. They're, like, that, like, stuffy, dusty glamour. Like, old old theater glamour. It's, like, the best. Love the aesthetic. It's, and the dogs and the dead dogs. The Scotty dogs. I don't know. 
<laughs> so outside Mr. Bobinski, the upstairs neighbor's mail has been delivered to their door by accident. So she walks it up to him. Um, he's preparing a secret jumping mouse circus, but he's struggling with their training. So he's switching them to stronger cheese, obviously. Uh, he gives her a beat and tells her the mice have a message for her. Do not go through the little door. If he told me that. That's it. I'm you got, What? Your mice if, told you that? If the mice give you a message. She also like every, it's a joke. It's like a running joke that everyone calls her Caroline instead of Coraline. And they know, and the know her real name. Bobinski's like, the mice called you Coraline, silly mice. Yeah, you listen to those mice, Coraline. And be like, yeah, I won't go through there. But what does she do? We'll find Idiot. out. I mean. Idiot kid. <laughs> uh, so she heads downstairs to see the actresses. Uh, Miss Spink, who's like the fat, short one, um, and a bunch of Scotty dogs answer the door. She comes in for tea, meets some taxidermied Scotty dogs. Miss Spank reads Coraline's tea leaves and tell her she's in danger. And then um, they're just, like, generally fantastic. And then... <laughs> the... I like that Spank has, it's like, has a fat ass and then Forcible has, has big, big tits. Titty. I was like... Yeah. yeah it just made me so it. happy about my breast reduction. It's like you and me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> then I'd be Spank and you'd be Forcible. That's it. Those are our new names. Great. And forcible. Uh, sorry, I'm having more mic issues. Uh-oh. Ah, the top is like coming unscrewed. Okay, Adam, cut this out. Nine one one. That's all I hear over here. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. And again. Uh, so she runs into YB and asks how he got the doll to look like her. He was like, I just found it that way. My grandma's stuff. Snoop. Uh, he says he's never been inside the Pink Palace because his G-Ma thinks it's dangerous. Uh, G-Ma had a twin sister, but she disappeared when they were kids, and Grandma says she was stolen. I abbreviated it to G-Ma in my notes and read it exactly. Pardon. Uh, so that night, Coraline follows the mice again through the tunnel. Other mother sends Coraline out to the garden to find other father. It's like a cool magical garden with hummingbirds, and it's on the bottom shaped like Coraline's face. Little snapdragons and a real dragon. Yeah, very cute. Other mother says Monsieur Bobinski has invited her to see the jumping mice. So she and other YB, who is silent because. I guess the other mother, like, cut its tongue out or something very sinister or, like, stitched his mouth closed. It's very dodgy. Yeah. She said, I thought you would like him better this way. Uh, So they head up. There's a jumping mouse circus scene. I'm not really sure how in-depth I need to go in describing the jumping mouse. It was fun. It was a good time. That little tail sticks straight up in the air. Yeah, very cute. And then again, Coraline goes to sleep and wakes up in her regular house. She finds the little door locked the next day. And she's like, what the fuck? And then she goes into town with her mom to shop for school clothes. She asks for colorful gloves, but she's shut down by her mom. And her mom uh, is tells her that she found rat poop around the door. So she closed it. Uh, later, when they are home, her mom sees there's, like, one tortilla in the fridge, so she heads out to food shop, and she's like, Coraline, I know things are crazy, but, like, I promise to make it up once the catalog is sold or whatever. And Coraline says, that's what she always says, and then her mom leaves kind of sad. 
So she yeah. tracks down the key to the door that her mom hid, heads through the tunnel, and outside we see the cat is worried. Did I mention the cat yet? Yeah, there's a black cat. There's a black cat hopping about. He likes YB. That cat needs more food. And yeah, it's YB's best friend. He's underfed, for sure. And it looks like he could use a good brushing. So yeah. in the other world, Coraline is invited to go see Spank and Forcible perform. This is the best scene in the movie. Uh, she sees the cat who can suddenly talk in this world. He says he's not the other cat. He's just himself. And he's been coming to this world for a while. It's a little like game he plays with other mother because she hates him, but she can't keep him out. He says this other world is dangerous and that other YB told him so. And she's like, he can't mm. talk. And he, she, he's like, the cat's like, you can't listen. You <laughs> So, downstairs at Spink and Forcible's apartment, it's now a theater with a Scotty Dog audience. Um, the two women do a very risque ocean, like the competing ocean scenes where Forcible's a mermaid and Spink is Birth of <laughs> Venus with like these huge animated honkers with like pasties on. It's incredible. And she turns around or like bends over at one point and yeah, they're her like, ass crack is also just <laughs> Well yeah, they're bouncing about, but she's also not wearing she's any wearing bottoms. A thong so like, or something. Yeah. yeah. She's got like a starfish covering oh, her yeah. ass crack. I was like, is this a children's movie? Um so. That's why it's like a risky choice to do this in front of like, dogs and just children. Frankly strange. Uh so yeah. then the curtain closes which after the competing scenes end in mishap, uh, and then they reappear at like the tippy top of the state, uh, the stage to do a risky jump. And as they're about to jump, they unzip their old lady suits, become their younger selves, and then do an acrobatic routine where they per- like recite something. I should have looked up what it was, but it's like about it's a poem or something. Whatever. I don't I know. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention either. I was what just like, ooh. Pretty, yeah. Coraline loves it, and when she goes back to the other mother, other mother says she can stay forever, but she has to sew the buttons in her eyes. Coraline freaks out and goes to bed. She barricades herself in her room and goes to sleep, but when she wakes up, she's still in the other world, and the living room door is locked. She finds the other father, who says he can't talk without mother around, and sort of implies that, like, yeah, YB was, like, violently silenced. Not great. Uh, Coraline runs into the yard where she finds the cat. They walk into the empty part of the world, but end up back at the house. Uh, the cat catches one of the circus mice and kills it, and when it dies, it turns into a gross rat. So, Coraline breaks into the living room, which is now bug-themed, which I really enjoyed. I'm sure you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, no. She finds Other Mother and says she wants to go back to her real parents, but Other Mother gets angry and becomes, like, tall and bony and, like, witchy. Uh, She imprisons Coraline behind a mirror where she meets the ghost of other children that the Beldam, which is the, like, witch's name, lured to the other world by spying through the doll's eyes. Coraline realizes she'll have to beat the Beldam. Well, a little shaky, shaky. Scratch, 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 scratch. Scratch, scratch, scratch. She'll have to beat the Beldam. Lost my place. To get their eyes back. He's kidding me. And the ghost children <laughs> ask her to find their eyes so they can be freed. You were so good. I know it's so hot. Uh, other YB pulls her out of the mirror, and her, his mouth has been stitched into a smile. So sad. It's so sad. He un- so Coraline unstitches him, and he leads her to the tunnel, and she's able to escape back home. But her parents are ho- gone in her regular home, 
and her mom's groceries are spoiled. Uh, why are we both burping so much today? Well, I had high noon. That, that I'm was just why drinking I was water. I'm just disgusting. Uh, so, sure. Um, the real wifey comes over and asks for the doll back because it was his grandma's sister's. And um, then Coraline realizes one of the ghosts was grandma's missing twin. She tells wifey the story, but he's like, you're crazy. And he leaves. So she goes down to. She also starts throwing things at his head. She throws her her boots at his head. They have passion. You know, they have a contentious, passionate relationship. Bless you. Oh, is this the Frankie show now? Is it the uh, Frankie show now, you sweet girl? Uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't like that she throws stuff at him. He doesn't seem to like it either. So. No, he's like, please leave me alone. I don't actually know why he keeps hanging out with her, like helping her out. Maybe there, there are clearly no other children around, and it's summer or something. So I think it's I February vacation because it said President's uh, Day sale at the uniform store. Wow, so smart. Observant. Do you see this dog behind me? Yeah, I see her. <laughs> she's she's hot. She's We're sweating. not loving it. She could sweat. <laughs> uh, okay, Frankie. You're doing good, bud. Alrighty. So they found a piece of enforceable, and they pull out a bowl of coffee from 1921. Wait. You're like, I don't know, you sound, your mic is... Poo poo pee pee one two three. Okay, that's better. Yeah. Poo poo pee pee one two three. We're back. Um. So she okay. goes. <laughs> you want to laugh? Admit it. I I want to laugh every time. The way you say it is hilarious. <laughs> I don't. It brings me a lot of joy. She goes to see Spink and Forcible. They pull out a bowl of taffy from 1921, and then Spink like carves it with her knitting needles, and it reveals this little like taffy marble viewfinder thingy that Coraline can look through and they say here you go it's either good for bad or lost things unclear which one but hold on to it so they argue about it bad lost bad lost (laughs) (laughs) so Coraline goes to sleep in her parents bed and that alone they're gone still and is awakened by the cat who leads her to the mirror when she sees her parents shivering in like snow so Coraline suits up to go rescue her mom and dad, and the cat suggests she challenge the other mother to a game because she can't resist a game. Um, so she gets back through the tunnel. Other mother locks her in and swallows the key. Uh, other father is turning into a very sad pumpkin. Um, Coraline suggests... <laughs> it's kind of funny. Oh, 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 He's... Oh. He seems to like it. He... Oh, it's squash time. Yeah, and he, like, no, gets dragged out. Squish, squash. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Coraline suggests a game. She finds her parents and the eyes of the ghost children. Other mother has to let them all go. If she loses, she'll stay with the bell dam forever. The clue that the other mother gives her is that in three of the wonders made for Coraline, a ghost eye is hidden in plain sight. Your audio is like still bad. It's like going in and out. God damn it! It's doing like an underwatery. It's not picking That's up the what mic Adam on your. Saying to me too that it keeps sounding fucked up. Okay, hold. Or we're just clapping. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay. <laughs> Three, 
two, one. All right. That was called right Okay. So we're back. If it sounds like it's weeks later and we're different people, it's because we are. Because... It's true. That's what's <laughs> happening. I had issues with my input and then I fixed that. Thank you, Adam. And then Rebecca's cord died and then Rebecca's mic died. So we've had uh, a significant delay in finishing Coraline. But if you're here, it's because you were listening to Coraline. So hopefully we can remember. <laughs> this isn't going to be getting We're in the about. middle of an episode. <laughs> so, so I don't well, remember I know what we were the audio, about. I know no. the audio sounds different because I was still having mic problems. So hopefully it sounds a little bit clearer now. New year, new mic, new me, you know. New me. Uh, Where you left off where YB was hearing the story of Coraline. Oh, shit. I don't know what's going on. Okay, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Coraline has realized that one of the ghosts is the missing twin of Grandma. And so she has just told YB the story, but he thinks she's crazy. Oh, also, we both have ice in our coffee, so you might hear some jingling. Sorry, Adam. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm drinking coffee so I can not be dead you know so i'm drinking be coffee because rebecca said she was going to get coffee and it sounded good <laughs> i'm an influencer we're in <laughs> so Coraline goes down to see spink enforceable they pull out a bowl of taffy from 1921 and spink attacks it with her knitting needles to reveal a little like taffy slash marble type viewfinder uh, and if you look through it you can see either good or sorry either bad or lost things but mm-hmm. spink and forcible are divided on whether you see bad things or lost things Coraline is very sad she goes to sleep in her parents bed and is awakened by the cat who leads her to the mirror where she sees that her parents are trapped in a giant snow globe uh, Coraline suits up to go rescue them, and the cat suggests that she challenge uh, the other mother slash Belldown to a game because she can't resist games. So when Coraline arrives, other mother locks her in and swallows the key. Other father is turning into like a very cute, grumpy pumpkin. Uh, oh yeah, the squash. <laughs> and then thing. like other mother is like all bony and like witchy and stuff. So Coraline suggests a game. If she finds her parents and the eyes of the ghost children, other mother has to let them all go. If she loses, she'll stay with the Beldam forever. And then she gets a clue from the other mother, which is in three of the wonders she made for Coraline, a ghost eye is hidden in plain sight. She starts in the garden where she fights a vine and some big hummingbirds try to steal her little like viewfinder, but she gets it back. Uh, She looks through the viewfinder and the garden is entirely in black and white, except for the top of the gear shift on Other Father's grasshopper wagon. So the pumpkin dad chases her but says he doesn't (laughs) want to. uh, The other mother is making him. Eventually the wagon falls through the bridge over the garden and he hands her the eye before he's swallowed up and turns to stone. Or like black and white. I don't really know. Squash dad. Squash dad. (laughs) Squish squash. So she heads to Spink and Forcibles, the second wonder. Is it the second wonder? Whatever. They're not in order. You know. She whatever. goes down there because she, she was there. there before. Yeah. 
The theater is dark and there's a flashlight waiting at the opening. Coraline walks in and finds Scotty Dog bats hanging from the ceiling in like and like a really weird pod on the stage. And I figured you would think the bats were really cute. I was just going to say those little <laughs> dog bats are so cute. And they're not even trying to attack her. They're just like, shush, we're sleeping. They're just like, get out. Yeah. I'm a bat dog. I'm a bat Scotty dog. Adorable. Did you hear that ice? I <laughs> Like, aggressive like, ice. So slow. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this weird like pod on the stage. Inside she sees uh spink the young spink enforceable made of taffy and like all twisted up together. And in between their two hands, they're holding a pearl ring, which Coraline sees through the viewfinder, holds the eye. When she goes to grab it, they do some screaming. So she uh, gets the bat dogs to go, like, tear them apart. And it's kind of, like, weird and sad. And then they turn to stone, too. So she heads up to Bobinski's, where she finds a weird scarecrow version of Bobinski holding a ball with the last eye soul. Oh, no, he's made of, actually, the circus rats. Um, The rat with the ball escapes. And uh, Coraline throws her little viewfinder to try to, like, hit it to stop it, but she misses. So Coraline starts to cry, realizing she lost the game, but then the cat meows nearby. He killed the rat with a ball, and Coraline has all three eyes. Keith David to the rescue. Thank you, Keith David. She's about to head inside to find her parents when the world begins to collapse around her. All that's left is the house, so she and the cat escape inside. In the bug living room, uh, things are starting to glitch and the beldam is like really, really skeletal and scary. Um, Other mother throws Coraline's viewfinder into the fire and one of the ghost eyes tells her to be clever. Even if she wins, the other mother might not let her go. So Coraline says she already knows where her parents are behind the little door. The beldam goes to open the little door and Coraline clocks that her parents are in one of the snow globes on the mantle. So Coraline throws the cat at the other mother and he claws her button eyes off. No, the, I was mad. At, she threw the cat at her. she threw the cat? Fucking rude, dude. Like It was rude, yeah. It was really like... The cat did not sign up for this. You could have asked him. He probably would have done it for you. He doesn't like her. He was just like, uh, yeah, he was also surprised. You don't surprise a cat by throwing them at someone's face. No. Yeah, that's not the way to get a cat to like you. Not cat etiquette, okay? No. Uh, So Other Mother turns the living room into like a web that goes down into the earth and she descends on Coraline, but she can't see Coraline because she has no eyes. Uh, Coraline makes it up the web with the ghosts and her parents, but Other Mother is close behind and attacks her at the little door. The, co- the ghosts and Coraline team up to push her out, and Coraline escapes, but one of the Beldam's, like, wiry hands remains inside. Sorry, I just burped. Uh, and it gets inside the tunnel. So she finds, when she gets back to the other, her regular world, she finds the Detroit snow globe, zoo snow globe is broken, and her parents are back, but they have no memory of the incident. But they're Coraline, still covered in snow. Yeah, they're like, whatever. (laughs) Coraline and her parents plan a neighborhood garden party, and the cat comes by, and they make up. He's like, I guess it's fine. Coraline puts the ghost eyes under her pillow to set them free, and she goes to sleep, and the ghosties visit her and tell her she's still in danger as long as she has the key. Coraline realizes she has to hide the key somewhere the other mother can't find it, but meanwhile, the Beldam's hand has escaped and follows Coraline to the old well. 
Uh, it grabs her and tries to drag her back to the house, but YB saves the day. He fights the hand, uh, falls into the well, but don't worry, he's fine. He gets out, and then he smooshes the hand with a rock. They drop the key in the well attached to a rock, and YB says he's sorry he didn't believe her. He changed his mind after talking to his grandma and seeing a picture of the little girls together. Mm-hmm. Coraline tells him to bring Jima by the house for the garden party, and they can tell her what happened. And then they have a tulip party, and grandma comes over. And then um, we pan out on the pink palace where the cat disappears magically behind the pink palace sign. And oh, that's wow, the wow. end of the movie. We finally made it through. My goodness. I like that Bobinski is trying to plant beets. Like, oh, yeah, that's like, pretty funny. No, but no. let the man have beets. Let him have his beets. I really like beets. But, you They're know, fine. I don't know if I've ever had a beet that's, like, I really like a pickled beet, but what does just, like, a beet taste like? I don't, like a canned beet. We used to have canned beets all the time. Maybe I'm thinking I'm conflating pickled and canned beets, but I like beets. Yeah, I feel mad. Remember that Portlandia know. sketch where, um... They're like 911 operators, and every call is like, it's just the beats. It's just the beats because people think there's like blood in their poop or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it's Portlandia. It's just beats. It's just beats. <laughs> I do too. It's funny. Put a bird on it. Um, I feel like prob- maybe there are some problematic things in there, but. Um, in Portlandia? Yeah. Yeah, Harry I haven't Brown's watched it in a long time. Do no wrong. I love her. She's I read her memoir and it was it was pretty good. I liked yeah. it. But uh, it was a really I think I've talked about this before, the really sad part where her one of her dogs kills her one of her cats. It was oh, so sad. I know. Terrible. Truly terrible. So have you ever read did we we may have asked each other this already, but have you ever read this book? No. Like I, before when we <laughs> recorded the first half. Of you it. remember? I that was it's like a fever dream. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I ha- I do like Neil Gaiman, and I read like other Neil Gaiman works, but uh, never Coraline. I don't know why. I don't know. I always thought it was like because I this movie came out. I think I was in high school. It was like before I knew who he was, and then I thought it was for kids. So then I don't. I didn't read it. Um. There's a new. Didn't they just make a? Oh, Sandman TV show that's on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking I'll probably be disappointed. Just from, like, the... I haven't watched any of the trailers either, but, like, the look of the characters... I don't know. It doesn't seem like... Like, the, like Sandman is... It's just, like, so ethereal and so, like, surreal. It doesn't... I don't know how it would translate even to, like, a... I don't know. So... Yeah, I guess, like, not like you're missing anything, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in, like, a year I'll be like, well, I'll watch it, but for now. Yeah. What are you watching right now? (laughs) I just started watching BoJack Horseman. Oh, you know what I watched last night, though? I finally, like, made myself a bag of popcorn, and I watched Candyman, the new one. That's so weird, because I was scrolling past it, and I saw it was free on one of the streaming services, and I was like, I should watch it, but I'm like, I was kind of in, like, a bad movie mood yesterday as i think He's you like, know <laughs> yeah. i want to watch anna faris movies 
Well, then I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch Scary Movie again, but it's probably like really problematic. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I've seen it so many times. Wait, but... what did I? We were texting. What did I watch last night? You were watching BoJack. I was watching. I watched Smiley Face, and then I was watching something else. I don't know. You what? Kn- I'm going through our texts. I want to remember. <laughs> I don't think you told me anything after Smiley Face. What the fuck did I watch last night? I don't know. I read a little bit. I watched some of the new season of What We Do in the Shadows too. We were talking wind chimes. Were you watching? Real Housewives? No, I just sent you that video because um, wind chimes. It's so funny. Yeah, we should <laughs> so we'll she post it on the Instagram from last time's episode. Um, man, I really like thought I put another movie on, and I was just like digging into another movie. Mm-hmm. I hate how my memory slips more and more <coughs> as I get more elderly. Yeah, I gotta write more stuff down. I think. Yeah, like what if I forget? Like, just all the things that I like in life when I get, like, older, you know? I, like, this can be really dark, but, uh, like, dementia, like, runs in my family. And that it's, like, I've seen that happen, and it's, like, my biggest fear. I, I should start writing very, stuff down, yeah. Yeah. Like, heartbreaking, for sure. But, uh... Well, we're all what racist. What a downer. <laughs> But this kids movie was great. Um, yeah, I think this movie is like absolutely stunningly beautiful. Like, I challenge you to find better animation. Um, Henry Selleck pre- seems like a pretty unproblematic figure for the most part. He did instead of Tim Burton's ultra po- problematic ass. It, he yeah, he's like the he, genius behind it all. Like not right. bothering anyone. <laughs> uh, I don't, I feel like maybe before, in the before times when we first started recording Coraline, I started looking into his history, but then I, then we, it took us a week and a half to record this one episode and I forgot. Oh my God. It's not our fault. But. Oh my God. But listen to this. Upcoming in 2022, Wendell and Wild, an upcoming American stop motion animated dark fantasy comedy horror film. Uh, directed by Henry Selick wow. from a script by Selick and Jordan Peele that huh. will star Keegan-Michael Key, Key, Jordan Peele, Lyric Ross, Angela Bassett. Like, this sounds awesome. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so this he is, directed... This will be Selick's first feature film since Coraline. I cannot wait to watch it. Wendell and Wild. All right. James and the Giant Peach, which, which I Which I loved, liked. Yeah. I really um, loved that book too. Like, I will fuck with Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, I feel yeah. like it's really like millennial woman trite to be like, I love it, but I do love it. I'll watch it anytime. <laughs> it was also like, even though it was made, it's one of those things like in the early 2000s when we were all like coming into high school and like emo and scene culture was big, everyone was wearing Jack Skellington, like that fucking sweatshirt well, remember, and t shirts um, and. Blink-182 came out with that song. Yeah, Miss You. He referenced Jack and Sally. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a big, it was a big part of our childhood because it came out when we were babies and children. And then it was also a big part of like our teenagehood and like our emo and scene culture. So like means a lot to us elders. Elder millennials. He also works with Wes Anderson sometimes. 
I could take or leave Wes Anderson. I mean, yeah, only white people are allowed to be quirky, but, you know. I do love Grand Budapest Hotel. It's like... I was going to say I love the Royal Tenenbaums, but speaking of only white people being allowed to be quirky, do you want to talk about your boy, YB? I love YB. Your little sweetie pie? Die for him. I would kill for him. He's like... But he's not in the book. That's, like, one piece of research I did is that he's not in the I book. I found that out, too. We're very smart. Look at us. And so that was, like, some of the criticism of the movie is that Coraline doesn't do a lot of, like, the discovering and the work herself. It's, like, YB who's coming in and, like, rescuing her or giving her bits of information. My problem with the kid, like, that doesn't really bother me that much. I don't know. Coraline's kind of annoying. The problem is, like, the way that he's treated, like, the like we were talking about, the mute thing. And the cotton, he like, cotton candy in his dreadlocks. Cotton candy in his dreadlocks. I he like that always, he's like... I like that he's stooped over. I feel like it's complicated because I think he's... It's complicated. Like yeah. definitely a dynamic character with clear interests outside of like just, you know, being there to prop up Coraline's experience. Like he... The photo shoot with the slug is really cute. And like there's a lot of things about YB that he like has his own, you know his own trajectory but at the end of the day he is like in the other world when they make him mute and like turn him into a supporting character for Coraline and at the end she's saved by two black well the black cat is not technically black but played by voiced a black man. by a black like, man. anthropomorphized black person because white people are uncomfortable seeing like actual black oh, people on their black screen man, yeah. <laughs> yeah so we have light-skinned yb and keith david as a black cat like propping up the experience of this young white woman ah i just really liked yb i wish yb were the protagonist i do too and i think like i like the fact that he's like kind of weird and dark and that like he as like a young black boy is given the space to like be weird and not like have to have like a toughness about him and he's like nerdy and he's like gets to be kind of goofy but then yeah he's othered pretty much immediately only serves Coraline in the plot like we don't we don't see grandma until the very end like we hear her like yelling something that is like traditionally relocated to communities of color like you know screaming like being really vocal nagging like I feel like her characterization is kind of weird like and Grandma has, like, a lot of trauma that's intimately connected oh to God. Coraline's experience. But she still isn't, like, able to... Well, I guess she kind of, like, gets closure, but I don't know. Not, like, she doesn't really. She doesn't like, she doesn't really. know the whole story. Yeah. She yeah like, she's not the one who gets to, like, avenge her sister. Or, and she like wasn't an given the opportunity. Like an 11-year-old white girl did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when she was a kid, she wasn't given, like, the opportunity or the tools to save her sister from a certain fate that... Coraline was also doomed to. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. A little white girl benefiting, you know, and, like, getting an adventure out of, like, black trauma. Maybe and not also, great. like, it's vaguely implied that uh, this movie takes place in the Pacific Northwest. They built it's the like set. It's, rainy, yeah. They built the sets in Oregon to, like, be modeled after, an like, Oregon town. And I think just, like haphazardly plopping black characters into such a historically like white supremacist like area of the country is just like really bizarre it just didn't feel like fleshed out like is like like why be black and grandma black just because like 
you felt like the novel was too white? Like, I guess, yeah. what, was, what was the reason? Like, there doesn't have to be a reason. But also, if you're, there is, like, definitely some colorism. There is, like, just some weird treatment of, like, the characters of color. And it's kind of like... I, well, and Keith David, we were talking about this before, too, is, like, at first, he's, like, really snarky, like, the black cat is really snarky and unhelpful, but then in the end, it turns again into, like, a helpful cat who has to do all the, you know, they have to do all the work and save Coraline and has to scratch out the eyeballs of the other mother, and, like... Yeah, she he's literally thrown at her, like, thrown into an unsafe situation to protect, like, little white Coraline. Yeah. And I mean, I love Keith David. This is his third appearance on the cast. Sorry, what was his second? I forget. I know the thing. I looked this... I was thinking about this before, and then I forgot. I don't even remember what movies we do anymore. Uh, I don't really even know who we are. I had it before when we recorded the first time. Oh, also Miss Spink being um, played by Queen Jennifer Saunders so funny oh yeah i uh i really love spank enforceable they're yeah i told you they're peak comedy they're hilarious god damn it what was it oh my god poor keith david i mean not poor keith david but it's so get funny that paycheck I, you know i had the princess and the frog uh in my notes as an example of another movie where like black people aren't really allowed to have screen time like the two black characters like the two main characters are turned into frogs for like the majority of the movie. Yeah. So they get very like minimal screen time in their actual black bodies. They have to be like kind of like made a mockery of to, you know, remain on screen. But uh, Keith David is also in that movie. He plays like the evil voodoo <laughs> guy. So great. Oh yeah. He has yeah. a great voice. And I mean, I'm, you he know, does have I, a great voice. I love when black people get a paycheck, but Oh, he's a nope, too. I think we talked about that. I haven't gone to see it yet. Have you? No, I was going to go. I was going to have a day by myself next week. Maybe I'll go see it. I was going to. Let me know. I'll go the same day you go. And it'll be cute. Okay, we'll be far apart It's very hard to accomplish anything. Oh, my God. He's in fucking Pitch Black, your favorite movie of all time. Pitch Black, my favorite movie of all time, of course. Of course. And funnily enough, also in an episode of BoJack as a lion musician. I think I remember the that. Hooray Todd episode. Uh, I love Bojack Horseman. It's so sad. It makes me so sad. Also makes some has some problems with like voice actors being white people and playing. We're talking about you, Allison Brie, though. I do really like. Allison I love Brie. Allison Brie, but Diane Wynn is Vietnamese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love the episode um, where they go back and they're like, everybody has a Boston accent. And she's like, we're immigrants. So what do you mean? We're Americans. It's hilarious. It's, and then the black really sheep is a, is a black sheep. Who's they're adopted. all wearing like the Celtics jerseys, right? Or like they're all wearing Boston sports jerseys. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, the BoJack episode with the orphanage like wrecked me. Every like I yeah, think, it's, it's I think I just so like sad. shut down. But I love Mr. Peanut Butter because, as you know, I love Paul F. Paul Tompkins. Tompkins. You do mm-hmm. love Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. My sweetie pie. 
Uh, this isn't a Bojack Horseman podcast, but... Uh, who says it can't Who? We could, you know. I was gonna... So, there's, like, a weird... I noticed it while I was watching this movie, but, like, there's... Uh, when, like, Pixar and Disney has to make, like, a mom character, like, traditionally, like, you know, they're animated, so what are you going to do? You can make them taller, but then they need something else to signify that they're mature women, right? But yeah. making making a character have big breasts over-sexualizes them, right? So then there's a trend um, where they give them fat asses instead and, like, wide hips. So, like, every so Pixar like, mom has a dump trunk. Dump trunk, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's, like, the same thing. Like, Coraline's mom, whose fucking name I She's forgot got, already. Like, uh... I don't know either. So like, yeah, Terry, she's, her name is Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Um, she, yeah, she's she's got a apparently she's her name is shape, Mel Mel Jones. <laughs> no yeah, idea. like the teeny teeny tiny waist, and then yeah. just like those huge like swinging hips. That's so true. Um, and they always have that same like sharp chin length bob, like that really clean like, asymmetrical haircut. bob. I could be a Pixar mom uh, for sure. But I just think it's you funny totally that, could. like, those are, like, subtle cues. Uh, and that's, like, perfectly executed, not only with, like, Mel, Terry Hatcher's, like, character in general, but then the other mother starting off with that sort of body shape and then turning more, and then like, skeletal, like, skeletal and sinister. And, like, she's got, like, weird little, like, boop, boobs. I feel like generally, like, Pixar and animation just is generally cruel to female bodies, to be honest with you. Like... I know we were talking about, like, spank and forcible, but, I mean, their bodies are punchlines, right? Like, yeah. Like, they're not, they're, they're not, like, Comic people. relief, they're, yeah. They're comic relief. So, like, spank is, like, short and fat, forcible, has, like, these ginormous, like, what was her name? I was just Dave thinking. Daniels or whatever, um, like, that we were talking about. Yeah. I forgot. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. Busty. Chesty. Davis. I, just it. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Why can't we remember anything? We're old. How did we even find Chesty? Um, it's because I was looking up uh, sexploitation movies. Shin actress. Is this good content? No. Chesty. Safe search, safe search is off, so I might. Chesty, Chesty Morgan. Morgan. All right. Thank you. Simultaneous Thank you. Google finds. Thank Look you, Jesus. Thank you, Chesty Morgan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's like, I don't know. It's like bodily autonomy doesn't like exist for them because they're like, I mean, they are animated characters, but they're just like are starting at a baseline of ridiculous. Like they're starting at just like, you're not a person. You're. Your glory days are very much over. You're old. You're fat. Like it's well, and it's it's also ageist, oh, ageist, yeah, sexist. But it's also like that them compared to Bobinski, who's also a comic relief, also ridiculous. His body type, his characterization isn't inherently sexual. His big round body and his skinny arms and legs are not sexualized. And he's the way. strong. Yeah, he's like still very strong, even though he's like I would say a similar age to the women, but they're like portrayed as like physically infirm. Like, you know, Spink has the little walker. They, they're, they like, no longer in their prime mm-hmm. but because they're women. But, like, Bobinski's just like, yeah, I'm training a mouse circus. It doesn't matter how old I am because I'm a man. I do think they're fun characters, but. Yeah, of course. But that's not what we're here to do. 
We're not here to like We're things. here to make make everyone upset. I think they're fun. I love Bobinski and his little rats and his cheese. I love the Scotty dogs. I love the little walker. And then they, like, scare the shit out of Coraline, and they don't care at all. Like, with the, they pull out, like, the knitting needles, and they're like, yeah, and then she, like, goes into the bowl. so cute. I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm just looking at pictures of Chesty Morgan, <laughs> my favorite person. Friend of the cast. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. What else is there to talk about? Uh, I mean, I guess, like, motherhood to some degree. Oh, yeah. Like, Moms. why is this, like, ancient, you know, immortal witch so focused on, like, amassing children? Like, she has no other motivation. Motivation. She has nothing else to do, really. But to capture kids. Uh, and then it's, yeah, it's weird that, like, the big bad uses, like, what they perceive as, like, neglect of children or, like, children's like inability to understand adult emotions or like where like you know their her parents have jobs so, like we were talking about before Coraline is a 10 11 like go fucking entertain yourself like your parents have yeah. to work they just moved to a like, brand new city being pretty clear like we know this sucks like we're working on it and I don't know yeah like it's just I don't know like tapping into the id of a child like this completely self-serving like you know, very, like, kind of, like, underdeveloped approach to life where it's, like, it's all about me. I don't know. It's just, like, not that interesting for me to watch because I'm not a fan of kids. So, <laughs> like, if the animation weren't gorgeous, I'd be like, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah, it's, like, why is, why not, is it because, like, it's, like, the trope of, like, only kids can understand magic and whimsy so she can't capture... She can capture adults. I don't know why she can't get their souls. I don't know. Like, she captured Coraline's parents. So, I don't... I don't know. Why only kids? Yeah. And, like, where did you come from? Yeah. Why do you... Like, they just take this, like, ancient witch, code it as female, code it as, like, I I have to have a child or I'm nothing, basically. Yeah. Like, don't leave me at the end when she's like, don't leave me, don't leave me. And I think I looked into, like, is the Bell Dam even, like, a thing? But it's just, like, an invented mom witch, I'm pretty mm, sure. Yeah. And then, like, giving... I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. Bell tricking... Dam is a malicious and ugly woman, especially an old one. A witch. <laughs> How dare a woman be old? My God. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of boring. Like, evil mom, you know? Boring. Yeah, I mean, I think this move, movie, like, very much relies on, like, visual spectacle to succeed. And I'm okay with it, because I it's, love that. It was very, yeah. it was beautiful. But, I don't know. I'm just, like, so sick of portrayals of motherhood like this. Yeah. Also, just, like, sick of talking about motherhood. <laughs> I don't know. Not, like, like, everyone being reduced to their yeah, ability like, or inability to mother. Yeah, their motivation is entirely, like, to mother, to find something to take care of. Like, get a dog, Beldam. Like, I don't know. If you could, if I could do all that shit, like, make that great animated-looking food and, you know, just, like, create wonderful things, I would just be living it up, you know? Right. I don't need a kid. I'm also confused about where... Okay, so we know that YB and, like, Squash Dad... And, like, the other 
players in like where do they come from like are they other souls like because they try to fight back like YB and Squash Dad especially are like yeah like if they were just made out of scratch then why would they care are they part of her subconscious that like wants Coraline and like the rat the circus mice are actually like materially rats so it's not just like they're not like, theoretically. They're not they're, nothing. Yeah. They're, they're not, not nothing. They're made of other things. But what and are the things? As the world starts to break down, like everything starts to disappear. So she, the other mother has created it. But like, so where are like, yeah, what what are YB and Squash Dad? Other YB and Squash Dad. Who are they? Well, they're Squash not... Dad is a pumpkin made into a person. But so how does he, he have like, but yeah, like how does he have consciousness that isn't like directly derived from the other mother like how does he have the instinct to like try to help Coraline if his Mm -hmm. like consciousness is just like a piece of the other mother plopped into a pumpkin and if yeah if they are trippy if they are parts of her consciousness of the other mother other mother's consciousness then she's not entirely evil then she's you know misguided and I don't know right but like partly evil but she wants she part of her maybe just is lonely I think she just needs therapy. Yeah, yeah well, like, we know that she wants something to love because her, like, you can't be a female-identifying entity without wanting a child or yeah. else you're, you know, just, like, a failure to your gender, I guess. <laughs> right. But, like, I don't know. If you can make a friend out of squash, just find something to do, right? Yeah, make a bunch of friends out of squash. Get into, like, a crazy battle of wits with the cat. It's, like, the only... You've met your match in the cat, honestly. Yeah. Because Coraline doesn't succeed without the cat or other YB. But, like, what is other YB? Help me understand. Yeah, and I forget what happens to him because I watched this movie, like, a month ago. He gets, like, exploded or something. Remember when she goes up to Bobinski's, his like little outfit is hanging as the flag? Oh, yeah. So I think he gets, like, turned into dust or... You know, murdered off screen. Unclear. Poor thing. Lots of collateral damage for Coraline to do whatever she did. Hmm. I don't know. What a drag. What a drag. But it is a, I mean, it's a cute movie. I mean, it's beautiful. And it, you just go watch it on Tubay. It's free. Tuba. Or not Tuba. Tubi's really packing the heat these days. They're going to start charging soon, then. That's how you I know. can't imagine they won't, yeah. I'm ready uh, to fucking get rid of Netflix. Like, I don't know what Netflix is doing for me anymore. Yeah. It's I mean, not I packing like... the heat. It does have Peaky Blinders. It does have Peaky Blinders. It has Love on the Spectrum. Mm. I don't know why. We talked about this. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I mean, but I watched it once, so I'm, like, good. I don't know. Like, I feel like the original content on Netflix isn't slapping like it used to. I don't. I mean, Stranger Things is like the number one show in America, so I think oh, it's doing just. fine. Do you watch it? I, I don't. Have I watched didn't. It. I, did I didn't watch mean it. like in the world. I meant. Oh, for you me meant for personally. you personally? Yeah. I don't know what other original content they have. I watched the first and second. Bojack Horseman. Stranger Things, Bojack, but yeah. it just didn't like didn't grab me. I just moved on with my life, you know. I Sometimes like it. that happens. I don't like I'm sure liking I would like it, it if I got back into it. I but, wish I didn't uh, like it, but yeah, it's fun. Uh, I heard that everybody's like really thirsty over that Eddie character, and then that TikTok sound happened. 
yeah the tiktok sound so that was like stuck in my head for God, that i like yeah why does like i love tiktok but it, sometimes it ruins things i'm like just sometimes stop i don't want to hear that noise anymore i please stop i don't want to hear that song yeah ever again it's the same thing with the Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you. I'm like, please. I scroll past any video with that sound. I hate it. But I have been really into that song that's, um, it's in Spanish and, uh, it's like a woman and man arguing because he's like, I'm going out with a cousin from like out of the city. And she's like, who gave you permission to go? It's like every, um, Video is like super sexy that has that sound. I'll send you my favorite. I yeah, this is what we were talking about with the whole villain thing. It's like I am not on the I'm on the depressing side of TikTok where everything I see is political, which is like good, but also taxing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want just don't a couple know of anything. fun. My sister was like, "Did you hear about what happened to Salman Rushdie?" I was like, "No." No, did you, you hear didn't. This? Yes. No, I missed it completely. Oh I just like don't God. plug into things. I was like, that man thought that he got out. You know, he's in his seventies. That's what I was like. Piece of shit. Can I everybody don't... just leave this man alone, please? please? He's had an. He's gotten. You know, he's had to suffer his entire career because I don't know. He's I, essentially I, been in hiding. I I read the Satanic Verses. I think like I was in college. I should read uh, it again. And yeah, I like, I, and my mom was like, you're going to get on a list. When I was reading it, she's like, you can't read that. I think I checked it out of the library and she's like, you shouldn't read that. You're going to get on the list. I was like, okay. But I. I'm probably already on a list. I think I, I mean, they know I have the conquest of bread around here, but um, yeah, I don't know. So. Oh, you know what? I meant to add the context, the conquest of bread to my listy and I forgot. Uh, um, I guess we should stop recording because we're not really <laughs> we're not doing. Um, the, okay, thanks for listening. Oh, what are we gonna fuck? Um, uh, I think colorism, racism, tokenism, nice way would still hit it. Keith, I was just looking up his wife, whose name is Dion. I think. Oh, they look so, nice. so cute. Dion Lee, yeah, Lee. Keith, Leah. David, and wife. <laughs> Dion Leah Williams. Oh my god, they're so nice together. She's so beautiful. Uh, I, when I was watching Candyman, this is just because I was thinking about. Um, I opened my fucking IMDb, and it was that was what I was looking up last. It was Candyman, but it was like it was really good. I think you should watch it. Is Keith David in it? No, I was thinking about the main character because you said in a nice way. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but Yaya Abdul Mateen, the second. So mm. fine. Unbelievably, like, poke my eyeballs out. I can't stand yeah. it. Yeah. Um, um, that's how I feel about Lakeith Stanfield. I'm like, he's so, I mean, he is very handsome. He's so skinny. I like I like, it. A, I'm like I like a thick boy, you know? But, I, I'll go either way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but sorry to bother you. Or Oh yeah. Right. So. Okay, my groceries are here, so let's wrap this up. Bitch. Okay, we <laughs> we're done. All right. So you can find us at spooky succubus underscore cast on Instagram. We have um re uh adjusted our Patreon tiers. Oh sorry, I'm just my 
I just got a picture of my groceries at the door. Your groceries are here. They're here. So we fixed up our Patreon tiers so they're a little bit more accessible. So they're one, three, and five dollars now, and we just sort of readjusted the benefits so you would get bonus shit. We're gonna do book club. We're gonna do um, book club episode bonus episodes based on book club books it's gonna be so fun and so fun are compiling a very gorgeous spreadsheet of official spooky succubus cast recommendations Mm -hmm. because i have a lot of stuff to give and it'll be for posterity when we both lose our minds yeah good time we'll remember what we used to like back in the day so remember you can't shit upwards and stay ugly And get fucked, you filthy animals. Okay, bye. Bye.